Even back home years ago, when we were first hanging out together, he'd know if the quarterback was on coke. Columbia for 20 if his girlfriend was knocked up, 20 times on Columbia. he'd get the wind velocity so he could judge the field goals. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? He'd be working on this shit day and night. There was nothing about a game he was going to bet that he didn't know. He's got down at six. He's got me down at six. Season after season, the prick was the only guaranteed winner I ever knew. But he was so serious about it all that I don't think he ever enjoyed himself. All right, degenerates, here he comes, the $100 man with the $1,000 plan. From Orno to Ames to Scottsdale, all your big money dreams. Stay and play with Tiny Nick. I'm just sitting in the studio just trying to get to you, baby. It is Wednesday, November 16th, and we are back with another episode of Tiny Nick's Giant Picks. With me today is Ethan Hyadorn, the Paris Pear Brothen, Pepion Production, and for a short, short guest appearance, we have famed listener Jackson Line with us today. Pear, uh, before we, uh, we do any football stuff, I want to get right into the show, save a little time this week. Give us your day in history. Yeah, day in history goes back to a time I remember well, 1957. Uh, Boston Celtics <laughs> center Bill Russell sets the NBA record of 49 rebounds in one game. Uh, they beat the Philadelphia Warriors 111-89. I'm a little surprised that Kevin Love didn't break that record in his lumberjack days with the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that guy had over 30 rebounds in a game. Ethan, am I correct? At least. <laughs> he had a 30-30 game. I remember that. Yep. <laughs> Well, we're uh, we're going to get right into things. Uh, we don't have Dylan Thomas with us this week. He is on a flight. But like I said, we do have a guest appearance from our resident porn advisor, Jackson Line. Jackson, uh, really excited to hear your TNG Picks debut. Why don't you tell us uh, the scene of the week, the Brazzers scene of the week. And now, what all you lonely sickos are here for. It's the scene of the week. I, uh, I do not approve of the title that you have bestowed upon me, but I will take it graciously for today. Um, <clears throat> this week's scene of the week is uh, teacher says, my husband is starting to find a few clues of our sexcapades. This is starring <laughs> Jillian Jansen and Pristine Edge. And it starts off just fantastic with Jillian playing the teacher, the POV subject as the student, uh, and they, you know, begin to have some sexcapades and all the sudden, wouldn't you know it, Pristine Edge pops in, catches her boyfriend uh, with the teacher and proceeds to join them. And from there, it's, uh, well, it's a lot of sex. So we'll leave it at that. Thank you, Jackson. Much needed, very appreciated. And on that note, it is time for the part of the show everyone at home waits for. Ethan, who was it a bad day for? Oh, you having a bad day. Uh, before I say who was a bad day for, I just want all the listeners at home to know that normally Dylan has kind of a description of the scene up written down. Uh, Jackson, all he had on there was the title, and then he was just <laughs> recounting from memory. <laughs> Until we made him stop and say, just stop, say the word sex. My man is drooling over here. Uh, so bad day uh, for whoever has to mop I think, the floor. I think we'll know what he's doing for the, apartment. for the rest of this show. 
So if you have any background noise, you know what? It's not the Astros trying to cheat. It's Jackson. <laughs> well, Ethan, let's try this again. Who was it a bad day for? Well, it was a it was a bad day for the Bears. Uh, fuck you, Justin Fields. Bad day, bad day for fat pieces of shit going to old places that where they used to brown the water. Old Mike McCarthy dialed up every shit-eating grin he could, looking right into the camera while taking a two-touchdown lead over his former team as the blood alcohol level of Lambeau Field reached new heights before having the (laughs) distinguished honor of being the one in the new Cowboys record of 195-1 and in games when leading by at least 14 going into the fourth. (laughs) Congrats, uh, that, that, that should have an asterisk, but yeah, go I, on. I swear to God, he looked right at the camera every time they scored a touchdown. He somehow knew which like fly over the field <laughs> camera that Matt Jones is going to throw an interception into to look at. Uh, so congrats, Mike, on showering your old golden boy and save the season piss like your R. Kelly at a middle school reunion. <laughs> and who else is it a bad day for? Well, old chodes who root for has-beens. Hair, much like this Bills team is living in the past, it ain't week five anymore, brother. Josh Allen is throwing red zone picks like he's peppy on a Sioux Falls Saturday night. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kurt Cousins continues his quest of fumbling the bag and then coming from behind like he's peppy on a Sioux Falls Sunday night. <laughs> bad, bad day for Pear. It's over the hill. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Pear. Uh, this one isn't very good, but it's a bad day for guys with girlfriends in Tampa. A mere month since their divorce, and Giselle is out here on page six on a Bahama vacation with her jujitsu teacher and her children. PSA, Tampa, Florida, hide your keys, hide your wife, because Tom Brady's about to be laser-eyeing everybody out here. <laughs> and it's also a bad day, Pep, for Korean Baseball League. Looks like they're going to lose their big off-season free agent, Yasiel Puig, who just couldn't stay off the juice. (laughs) That's right, the juice that he gives away to the house a lot and looks like he may go to prison for being a bad gambler. RIP to Yasiel Puig's career, who had to keep playing to pay for his horrible gambling after clearing his nearly $300,000 balance during his last year in the MLB. He proceeded to run up 899 bets that summer to give it all back like he's peppy on a Sioux Falls Friday night. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Thanks for making all of us betters, all of us Bears betters feel better this week. Also, bad day for Peppy Public. Sorry, Pep. After week one, <laughs> Peppy Public and his gang of mouth breathers are now 61, 79, and 3 on the season, or a negative 23.4 units. The worst start through 10 games for the public and Pep in the last 20 years. So congrats, Pep, on your continued success each week. Keep the top two picks coming. And finally, <laughs> holy shit, a bad day for anyone who had to witness Mike Pereira tongue fuck an intern off camera <laughs> like he's Jesse Waters. <laughs> Mike, you old fuck. Don't you know that you're supposed to wait until you've slashed the air out of her tires in the parking lot of your company <laughs> while you're married before you pull that creepy ass dry tongue out shit and make all of America want to throw up? Bad, bad day for Mike Pereira. 
Look, look, look. I'm not big on cancel culture, but I am all for canceling Mike Pereira. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. That, was, that video was just gross. It made me so uncomfortable to watch. I felt slimy <laughs> and disgusting just for having had to see that video. Side so called me when he saw it, and I think we laughed for about five minutes straight without dude, saying Mike Pereira, you have the easiest, best job in the world. What the fuck are you doing? Seriously, if I could be anybody in the world, it might be. Well, now it's going to be Dean Blandino. It used to be maybe Mike Mike Pereira, absolute more. Ethan, you skipped one guy that I have to bring up. It was a bad day. It was been a bad day for a lot of people, especially in the political landscape, which we're going to stay away from because Pereira will just go crazy on, on lib shit. But I will say, Ethan, <laughs> it was a bad, bad day for Tom Brady and whatever the fuck is going on with him in this FTX scam. Uh, <laughs> it was also a bad day. Did, did, he, did he did he lose 650 million dollars? That's what people are saying. Tom Brady's gonna have to play for another five years just to not be a regular guy. I mean, I can't imagine crazy. he put every cent he had into that. I mean, to lose 650 million, that would mean he would have to have invested that much. I don't even know if he has that. That's much. that's the story. I'm not just making that up, and I don't believe it. But it absolutely well, is insane. Hypothetical that he got a five percent of the company for being an endorsement. Like he got equity, and that equity rose to being worth that much, and then fell to zero. But I don't know. We have no idea. Maybe he put in 150 million. Who knows? We don't know. Dude, I. As long as he didn't put in anything substantial, I, I really don't care for it. But if he's actually like worth less than $200 million right now, that's well, Then we're going to get comical. 55-year-old Tom Brady on the Minnesota Vikings, and I can't wait. <laughs> I speaking, can't wait. Of, speaking of which, small side note, Ethan, uh, we didn't talk about it uh, in person, so I'm going to bring it up really quick here. I was absolutely shocked that uh, Dave Chappelle opened for Saturday Night Live. Was that something that was supposed to happen, or did that just happen last minute? Uh, it was supposed to happen. I mean, normally his shows aren't, they're booked only like a month or a month and a half in advance. Most other people get booked out way long, way more in advance than that, but he was supposed to go. Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen that yet, check it out because I promise it's not overrated. It was hilarious on a different note though. Something that is overrated pair, stupid ass Philadelphia Eagles pair. Let's get into it. A little tease up, tease down. Tease up. Or tease down. You got that thing for me? What thing? Oh, Nicky, I thought you was laying. I'm laying? No, no, I'm taking it. I was taking it. You sure? I'm positive. Well, I'm a little confused. You look confused? Maybe if I stick your fucking face through uh, this window over here, like, you know, you'll, you'll get unconfused. Give me the fucking money. Here, I want to start off right away by making fun of you because the Eagles finally lost a game. And not only did they lose a game. Oh, my God, they lost a game? They lost a game to they a team. They aren't the 72 Dolphins? You know what's Holy funny? Shit. You know what's funny about the, the Eagles losing a game pair is not only did they lose a game, they lost a game right after people started exploiting how easy their schedule had been up to that point, and they lost it to a team that is in shambles. So tease up, tease down. I'm still taking the Eagles. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't cancel your appointment at the tattoo parlor yet. <laughs> I, I'm the, the Eagles are six and a half point favorites going into Indianapolis. On a, like we said, tease up, tease down situation, although I'm making fun of the Eagles, the Eagles are still five and four ATS this year. Obviously, they've just been an easy tease team all season. I'm going to tease them down to a half point favorite here on the road at Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis is a joke, even with Matt Ryan back and playing like he probably should have been playing all season. Total coming in at 44. What are you doing, pair? I'm going to tease the Colts up. Uh, 12 and Woo! a half too much for a home Woo! team. Uh, you've got an Eagles team probably in a bounce back spot, but still 
exposing some flaws uh, in the last two weeks. So, uh, and one of those big flaws is against the run. So Jonathan Taylor could go wild in this game, be able to control it, make it a lower scoring game. Uh, and the Colts are pretty good as an underdog this year still. So uh, three and two outright, actually, as an underdog. Give them 12 and a half points. I think they'll cover it. Again, I'm still taking the Eagles, but Ethan, did you see enough from Matt Ryan last week to think that Matt Ryan could confidently put up enough points to hang up or hang with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? Uh, no, I, I did not see that at all. Uh, this Raiders team is absolute dog shit. They're a joke. Josh McDaniels is a joke. Derek Carr crying at the podium. Just fucking <laughs> pull it together, buddy. Okay. Some of your teammates, like always, don't like you. And now that the team is bad, they're fucking voicing it. Wasn't different last year. They just didn't say it out loud. So hold your tears because the Colts got lucky that in this Jeff Saturday hilarious coming and coach scheme, they got to play one of the worst teams in the league. So I don't believe in either Matt Ryan's ability to put up points against this defense versus whatever the hell you call the Raiders defense, anyone that isn't Max Crosby. Uh, and I also don't believe in their ability to, to um, score at all either. So I don't, I don't see, I'm absolutely picking the Eagles, teasing them down to win at six and a half and not have to worry about the Colts covering a game they're going to lose. And the, the weird thing about this game, Perrin, I'm going to move on, is 79% of the money is coming in on the Colts, which I know you like to talk about being sharp money. Uh, let's talk sharp money on this next game as well. Why is 71% of the money coming in on the Pittsburgh Steelers in this Bengals-Steelers game, pair? Because I, I, I not only want to take this, the, the Bengals all day, I don't think the Bengals are going to be my, my tease team because I don't like to tease through zero, but I might just take the Bengals minus four and a half on the road at Pittsburgh, total coming in at 41. Is this because it's one of those NFC North showdowns that you see staying really low scoring and, and close like they, they have historically? Or why would I be afraid to take the Bengals and Joe Burrow in this one? Because I'm not going to lay more than four points on the road in a divisional game. Not pretty much not any year, but certainly not this year. I mean, look at home dogs just in general right now, covering at 58%. Uh, and then you take the Steelers with uh, Mike Tomlin as a home dog against the AFC North, 5-0-2 ATS in his career. You put Mike Tomlin as an underdog after week five at home, 15-2-1 ATS. I know some of the, a lot of that's with Big Ben, but still, They've won seven straight as a home dog after week five outright. So keep an eye on the Steelers in this game. If you can tease them up through a couple of key numbers, that's massive. I'm doing that all day long. Uh, even though Pepe's got a top play on the Bengals here, <laughs> might be a little more convincing to, to take the Steelers in that case as well. So uh, I, I like the smart money on the Steelers. I think that's the right side. Definitely like it with a, a tease through uh, the seven, eight, and 10 key numbers. The Bengals will not be one of my top five plays of the week. It, it's going to be more of a small play, stay away game for me, but only for the reasons that you said, Pear. This, the, the in-division games, especially over in the AFC, excuse me if I said NFC before the AFC, uh, it, it's, it's too close. They're too close to games. And Mike Tomlin, especially as a home dog, has been – more than good in his career. Ethan, have you, you seen know, enough? Here's another, here's another weird, interesting angle in this game, and I don't know what it means, but the Bengals played their last game against the Panthers. Every team who has played the Panthers has lost the next week. That's that's absolutely – because they're a JV team and people forget how to 
how to play against a normal team after that bullshit. Um, Ethan, have you seen enough from Pittsburgh starting quarterbacks to take Pittsburgh comfortably? Is this a stay away game for you? Or are you teasing the Bengals or the Steelers? I have seen enough. I definitely teasing the Steelers up. I'm with Payer. Literally every trend and stat he spoke to are things that I would have just guessed to be true. It just feels like getting Mike Tomlin as an underdog, especially in the division at home, is where you want to be. Plus, we already saw this defense with J.J. Watt against the Bengals' offensive line, and it wasn't favorable to them. So I love that you're getting four and a half on this line and able to tease them up through to 10 or above uh, is just a no no brainer for me. Yeah. And, and where does Joe Burrow struggle against pressure? The pit, the Steelers can bring pressure like crazy with JJ Watt back. Still no I, chase. I think, it, I, I think this is going to be a tougher matchup for the, for the Bengals front than people are anticipating. And Ethan, let's, uh, let's stick with you JJ for a second Watt, here. TJ Watt. Thanks. Our, our, our next game here I is apologize uh, for the bad day segment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Getting getting some sub notes from the uh, the producer here. That he just sent me a thousand dollars on Venmo for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, let's uh, let's keep it with two divisions that are honestly on the rise right now: the NFC East and the NFC North. Both of these divisions have shown that they're probably the two best divisions in football. The Dallas Cowboys last week, unfortunately, unable to get it done pretty predictably against Aaron Rodgers. As I did say on the show multiple times, Rodgers has the Cowboys number. It sucks. Mike McCarthy, as you said, poorly coached coach game. The officiating hurt us at the end. Everything that happened in that game against the Cowboys, we already knew existed and doesn't change my landscape or my, my, my scope moving forward for how I feel about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to roll with the Dallas Cowboys as a one point favorite heading into Minnesota. Somehow this is going to be one of my top five plays. I want to point out that 69% of the public Tickets are on Minnesota right now, while 58% of the money is also on Minnesota. Fade them all. Weed them, boys. If the Cowboys have to do what they've done the last couple times in Dallas. Slow the game down, control the clock, and play the game that, that they're capable of playing. I see that happening against a Vikings team that is probably uh, – I'm shocked to not see be a favorite after their Bills output last week. What are you thinking, Ethan? Well, if CeeDee Lamb doesn't figure out how to break a route correctly on based on the coverage <laughs> and – like could just get the win you might be coming in with this at minus two or two and a half to the Cowboys I I I like the Cowboys in the matchup especially with uh, it's unclear if Darissa or left tackle best tackle offensive lineman rated in the league is going to be back from his like concussion injury or not but either way the Dallas it's just a line matchup for me I just love Dallas's defensive line versus the limited possibly Minnesota Vikings offensive line. And if there's anyone who's bad when they have pressure in their face, it's Kirk cousins. And it feels like a big letdown spot. You were not assuming that you were going to get that bills game. You got it in kind of the, the weird fashion, which you did. And then you come kind home. Fashion. It's just a classic letdown spot for not only a team, but a Minnesota franchise, especially to come in. And so it, that line movement reflects that thought though, or the line, I think it should be rationally Vikings one and a half minus one and a half or two, but I think uh, the odds makers are betting on that letdown spot. And that's why the Cowboys are favorite, but I still, for that reason, like the Cowboys. Imagine watching that bills game and being a bills fan and then having the nerve to within three hours talk shit about the Cowboys. That's what I had to deal with from this fucking dipshit pair. I know you're all over the Vikings in this game. And, and so is the smart money. And so are a lot of 
contributing statistics, uh, such as ATS stuff. I know Dax 14 and 23 ATS versus opponents with winning records. Also five and nine on the road. What are you doing here, pair? Uh, honestly, I got to agree with, with Ethan. The, the key point is going to, I think, be the health of the Vikings offensive line. Because if you're going to try to slow down uh, that Dallas front with the already patchwork line with uh, who's that, who's the right guard. Who's just yeah, Ed Ingram, who's yeah. an awful person and one of the worst <laughs> linemen in the league. <laughs> so you're going to add a, a backup left tackle to that mix and try to slow down the Cowboys front with Kirk under pressure. I mean, he is, absolutely playing with a horseshoe up his ass right now it is the, the places that he fit those footballs last week i mean that is that's some brazzers scene of the week being able to fit those things he also into the I, I i know he played yeah. well and i'm, I'm all I'm, I'm against talking shit about kirk but he also did throw one of the funniest interceptions of the, the year. one of the worst yeah i mean peewee interception he can't bro. he can't keep this going i'm sorry he can't and against against <laughs> against the, the I pressure, think he can. against the pressure <laughs> that that the Cowboys can bring, it's, it's a bad sixteen mix. and one. Sixteen. I'm one. super bummed right now that they're playing against the uh, the Cowboys because I would talk so much shit in in defense of Kirk. I've been I'm warmed up because I've had to do it with my dad for the last four years. So yeah, Kirk's winning MVP despite a tough loss against Dak Prescott and the Cowboys this week. And Josh Allen's going to be lucky to make the playoffs because the Bills are stupid. Uh, speaking of the Bills pair, let's talk some Buffalo Bills. They're uh, eight and a half point favorites against a Browns team that seems to cover the spread pretty much every week. The wheels have fallen off a little bit as of late. Uh, I don't know. The Browns are, are four and five ATS on the season, but they haven't been an eight and a half point underdog very often. As you've said to me throughout the last couple of weeks, pair big favorites not covering this year. But you also like the uh, the narrative of teams in bounce back spots. If there's anything that would be a bounce back spot, it would be the Buffalo Bills having three losses now and having to bounce back against uh, one of the weirder teams in football. That's probably Ethan. Are, are you going to call them dead yet? The uh, the Cleveland Browns. Well you know, dead until they get a nice <laughs> massage, come in and really wake those legs up, get them shaken. Yeah. Good massage therapist can bring anyone be. back. <laughs> yeah. So, so Perry, <laughs> never out for the count. Perry, Perry, serious note here. Is Deshaun Watson, when he comes back, do the, do, do the Cleveland Browns have any chance of making the playoffs or are they going to start playing a little bit of tank football? Uh, I don't think they can make it in the AFC. That's, that's too deep of a conference right now. Um, but as far as this game goes, well, that is obviously the conference the, they're in. So that's <laughs> quite the way to answer a question. I thought I was making the point pretty strongly that the conference has too many playoff contenders for the shit ass Browns to, to make a comeback. But anyway, uh, the obvious story for this week in this game is the weather. Um, I don't know exactly how bad it's going to be. I've seen conflicting weather reports that, some say it's going to stop on Sunday morning. Some say that it's going to go all the way through Sunday. And it's just going to be an absolute uh, snow fest in Buffalo. So that's going to have a big impact on this game. You do not want to be laying big points in a weather game. I'm teasing uh, the Bills down to two. I don't think you want to be laying big points, period. 
in this game. The Bills have not shown the ability to close games. Uh, the absence of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer is what's ultimately going to sink this team and prevent them from winning the Super Bowl. Um, and the Browns last week, we saw them get housed Blown by out. Miami. Yep. Lost by 22. Anytime a team loses by 20 or more points, they're on a 70 and 49 ATS run the next game, including 54 and 30 Jeez. ATS as an underdog. So NFL teams bounce back well after blowouts. Uh, I, I don't trust the Bills. I don't trust Josh Allen late right now. He's he's been watching too much too many Brett Favre highlights. Somebody needs to sit him down, and ask him what the fuck he's doing. Uh, so <laughs> I, yeah, I can't trust the Bills right now. <laughs> I'm still going to take the Bills minus two and a half or two, depending on the number, because if they can't cover that, I'm done with the Bills for the rest of the season. Josh no, Allen, no, right seriously now. Though, seriously, though, keep an eye on the weather because it, you might be in a situation where literally anything can happen. Any result is possible. Throw the handicap out the window. Nothing matters. Good point, Pear. A team that can run the ball usually plays better. Yeah, and that's the Browns. Yeah, speaking of uh, running the ball, it's it's been a lot of fun to kind of watch what the chiefs have been able to get done as a more dynamic team this season. They, they, they don't just throw to Tyreek Hill like they have in the past. They're using Travis Kelsey. Juju Smith Schuster's obviously been a huge piece to their team as of late. They're getting what you got. Pair, two of the, didn't you get two? Of yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's in concussion mm-hmm. protocol, which I was about to get to, but pair that leads me to a question that I wanted to ask you. The, the chiefs have a running back committee right now that has been able to get, get it done. They have a good receivers receivers from the backfield. Do you think the Chiefs can get keep continue to get enough contributions from their running backs without Juju this week, or is Juju that big of a piece of the team that who are you going to put in Hardman and just play over the top? Not not as much because the moral of the story is this year's Chiefs team has played shorter football. They're not going over the top as much. They're taking those four yard gains and they're driving down the field. And Pat Mahomes has done a great job, especially as of late. Without Juju on the field, do you still see that being able to be done? I think it definitely changes the offense, but I think that uh, if anyone can adjust for it, it's Andy Reid. But here we are in another divisional showdown with the road team laying big points. Why do you want to be involved in that? I, I, there's just no reason to lay big points on the road, period. Definitely no reason to do it in a divisional matchup. Mahomes is not good when he's laying big numbers. He's good when he's laying a field goal or less as far as ATS goes. So despite the Chiefs being obviously the more dominant team, the Chargers are also playing for their season here. They have no hope, essentially, if they if they don't make a, a turnaround here. Uh, Sunday night might have been that moment against the 49ers, but this, this is definitely that moment. So I would tease the Chargers for sure, and I would take the Chargers at six and a half, maybe buy that point to seven. Yeah, and Pear, this is their second Sunday night game in a row, uh, and, and, or second primetime game in a row. And, and we talked about it last week. Herbert usually shows up and, and puts up points on a Sunday night game or a primetime game in general. That didn't get done. We saw a big power, power outage from the, the Chargers in the second half last week. Total coming in at 50. We know how everyone thinks about these games. You got two gunslingers, Pat Mahomes, 8-1 and one in his last nine games, or 7-1 and one in his last eight road games to the over. Come on, pair. Give me something here because I, I I personally want to take the under just because that's how bad the Chargers looked in the second half of that game. And the Chargers are starting to be a second half under team. But with Pat Mahomes playing against you, can you really do that? 
Well, to your earlier point, like they're going to have to change the offense a little bit, do a little bit more underneath, not be able to go, uh, not be able to stretch the field as much without Juju. So that's going to slow the game down a little bit. And the trend that you have to look for with Brandon Staley is when the total is 50 or above, he tends to go under quite more often. If it's below 50, they hit the over. But this is right on that, that threshold that you're probably smart to look at the under, especially in prime time, which has been trending under all season. I'm going to close my eyes, take the Chiefs on the tees, and take the under in this game as well. Ethan, uh, I'm really excited to hear your take on Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Uh, coming in as an eight-point favorite against the Cardinals. What do we need to know about this game? Why are the the 49ers a, a full over a touchdown favorite in this game? Especially with uh, Jimmy being tired from banging the entire Warriors dance team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also bad, bad day for Warriors dance team's boyfriends was on my <laughs> list, but that was uh, too many boyfriends to be sorry for. They're doing fine. <laughs> The 49ers, I don't know why it's, I guess there's just no law. Is it still, I assume it's a line based on the presence of Colt McCoy still being there. Well, and this is Arizona, but I don't think Colt McCoy versus Kyler Murray is honestly that big of a line movement at this stage based on what we've seen from Colt. Colt McCoy is actually undefeated ATS against conference or against divisional opponents with the Cardinals and pair this isn't before Ethan goes on Paris isn't a conventional home game for the Cardinals correct no it's in Mexico City so a lot of stuff changes on a field that no one can run on they didn't even they (laughs) just punted on the Mexico City game the uh, last year the year before because of the terrible field conditions (laughs) even if it's somehow presentable and they allow them to play on it it's shit and the team that advantage that needs a good field that has dynamic playmakers is the Niners uh yes this favors Colt McCoy and uh, how about them Cardinals Ethan do you remember when the Timberwolves tried to play a game in Mexico City the facility caught on fire yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's been a tough run for Mexico City here. So, and the other thing is, you're not worried about the you have to the trend of right the Cardinals being horrible in the second half of the year, the last three years. What are they under Kingsbury week eight or later, 10 and 22 straight up, 11, 19 ATS? You can kind of throw it out the door because they weren't good in the first half of the year. So, I don't really care about that trend. Plus, it's Colt McCoy, different guy. Uh, he covered all the time when he was on the Giants when we would uh, <laughs> go do Colt watch on the old podcast. And now, uh, once again, with the Cardinals, you love you're getting the eight. See, I don't, I don't like this eight, eight number, but I'm very high on the 49ers. So I'm going to sit this game out. I think the 49ers, when they play from ahead, are one of the best teams in football. And they've shown their, their ability, ability to do that as of late. We, uh, Ethan just mentioned eight points is a lot pair. Favorites in and Mexico City Kyle games. Shanahan, are... Kyle Shanahan, not good as a favorite either. Well, favorites yeah. in Mexico City are 4-0 well, straight up and ATS, play. though. Does that does that not scare you guys at all? Yeah, it doesn't. Shanahan, do he me. just likes to play these one-possession games. Well, guys, it's been a season of just big underdogs, you know, being, being able to cover all season at an alarming rate, which when we get to this part, point of the season where teams start to get blown out more, we know who's good, we know who's bad. Makes it a little harder to pick games, doesn't it? Like this this next game, the Ravens, 12-point favorites at home against the Carolina Panthers. First of all, who are we getting as the, the Carolina Panthers quarterback? Is ba- Baker Mayfield back in the flesh or are we getting a little PJ? Baker back, baby. 
and uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold as the backup in case they get sick of his shit. <laughs> they literally have two Baker Mayfields. It's the, <laughs> it's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. You cannot have two higher drafted quarterbacks that are that mediocre on a team in NFL history. I'd be shocked. Pair 12 is a lot of points, though. Panthers suck. Total coming in at 42. I don't know what to do in this game. Um, it's kind of my uh, my patented line on games that are outside of my top five here. What are you doing? No, you don't want to back Baker. I mean, honestly, he's uh, the least profitable or second least profitable quarterback in ATS since he got into the league in 2018. Uh, he's 10-20-1 ATS against teams with winning records. So he gets housed on the regular. Uh, and you're going to give Lamar Jackson some extended rest here. He's been excellent in that. Uh, he's also excellent as a double-digit favorite. So the trends are telling me that uh, that the Ravens can definitely do this. I'm not in the habit of laying double digits in the NFL. I will look to the first half if I can get uh, if I can get the Ravens at a touchdown or less in the first half. I'm interested in that, uh, and I'm interested in teasing the Ravens down for the full game. But uh, yeah, I, it's it's certainly a mismatch, but it's too big of a number for me to just jump right in. Yeah, pair the the Panthers are one in thirty straight up since 2020 when their opponent scores 17 points or more, which you're like, yeah, that's straight up. They've been bad. That makes sense. Whatever. Six and twenty-five ATS when their opponent scores 17 <laughs> points or more. I don't yeah. see Lamingus being held under 17 points. No, I don't either. I mean, you can you can definitely see a 24 to 3 kind of game here. Uh, if you want to bet that, maybe you're looking at the under. Or maybe you're looking at a Panthers team total under, uh, especially with Baker flailing around. But I, I don't know, Ethan, if you got anything different than that. No, you know me. I'm fade Baker all the way to the bank, baby. Yeah. Ethan Cam fade Baker. Speaking <laughs> of just fading the Panthers. Speaking of fading quarterbacks that are my height, are you still uh, <laughs> are you still off the uh, the Broncos wagon because the Broncos at home as a two and a half point favorite might be the grossest spread of the week. This is the uh, fuck you, Dylan. I'm not watching or betting on this game. Game of the week. I don't know, dude. Oh, oh, when I see these two teams, I want to take an under. I want to make fun of Derek Carr. I don't know what else to do. What are you doing, Ethan? I also want to take an under while making fun of Derek Carr. And I do believe in the Broncos defense to get this game at home because the Raiders are a mess. The that locker room is going to be disgusting if Derek Carr is crying, as I mentioned on the press <laughs> conference. And Josh McDaniels is, you know, the joke that everyone in the league thought he was after that stint in Denver. So yeah, yeah I do like the Nathaniel Broncos Hackett getting two and a half. True, but at least his quarterback is Russ. Yeah. Well, speaking of Russ, I think he's what five eleven. So Nick, don't give yourself too much credit. Uh, <laughs> Um, but how amazing is this, that if the Broncos just scored 19 points in every single game, they'd be seven, one, and one on the season <laughs> instead of three and six, like that's how bad their offense is compared to their defense. So if you can just hold the Raiders down and they don't look like they're going to be able to do much functionally, uh, behind McDaniels who reportedly is only being held around only being kept around because they can't afford to fire him literally financially cannot can't have a third coach <laughs> so <laughs> you just get to keep mcdaniel so you get maybe the worst coaching matchup of the entire season anything can happen in a game like that but the broncos are the better team it's a short number i'm gonna lay the two and a half 
Hey, uh, Cy, coming off of the uh, tough election week, we're going to talk some Patriots football. You're the biggest Patriot here. Let's get right into it. Three-point favorite at home against the New York Jets, total coming in at 38 and a half. Cy, tell me why 72% of the money and 67% of the tickets are on the Jets here, because everything's screaming Bill Belichick at home as a three-point favorite, especially after what he saw. we saw him do a couple weeks ago to the same Jets team. Well, first of all, I just want to say it's great to be back on my favorite sports gambling show, uh, Giant Jake's Hot Takes. Uh, Jake, thank you for having me. Uh, it's I don't know why you had to introduce me with election stuff. You know, I, I prefer to keep my politics out of sports. It's you fucking liberals who are always jamming your shit into, oh, now I go to the stadium. Which bathroom should I go to? We need 17 bathrooms because there might be a little boy who identifies as a deer and whatever sort of bullshit your side had on the ballot. I... So I don't know why you, I don't know why you had to introduce me politically. So I want to start over. I'm... Uh, I want to I want to take that over. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna cut myself back in. Give me a second here. Three, two, one. <laughs> Giant Jake, thank you for having me. It's great to be here on Giant Jake's Hot Takes, uh, my favorite gambling show on the planet. Uh, you know, I don't really. I'll be honest with you, Jake. I'm not a big, you know mixing politics and sports sort of guy. I think that's more of a, I think that's more of a liberal game, you know? So for me personally, I just like to talk about the football of it. Uh, but before I talk about the football, quick, what's up to everybody, Shanzi, it's nice to see you on the show again, Pardle. Hello. And a big shout out to our a number one producer, Pumpy. Thank you for getting me in the room and, and making, uh, making the show as fun as you do every week. Uh, <laughs> Patriots, Jets, big AFC East battle. I suppose I should address my absence last week. Uh, I just needed a week <laughs> off, guys. <laughs> I just needed a little vacation. Things have been things have been crazy. So I, by myself, uh, headed down, uh, headed down <laughs> south. Had a nice little vacation. I'm back. I'm ready. And a couple announcements before we get to the football stuff. One. Uh, uh, although it's true that, uh, Sheriff John Jenkins is currently missing <laughs> and although it's true that it is feared that he, so there may be some foul play involved. I want to make it very clear that I am in no way, shape or form a, uh, suspect as many people <laughs> in uh austin texas will happily tell you i was on vacation when sheriff jenkins went missing i had nothing to do with it uh a lot of you will probably remember me making some satire about him on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and uh you know uh, if satire could kill yeah maybe i was involved but i was on vacation and uh you know so I don't know what's going on with Sheriff Jenkins. I do want to take this moment, uh, just one second announcement before we get to the football stuff. Nick. <laughs> I would, I would like to announce my candidacy for Wardell, Illinois County Sheriff. Uh, they are obviously having an emergency election, and I will be running. Um, and so you know, you can you can get. All the information you need about my policies and the things I believe 
on www.sheriffsigetemsigh.com slash policies. And, uh, you know, we're going to clean this town up. Uh, you know, there's an investigation into the Travers Menards that is nothing short of a witch hunt. So amongst other things, which include, uh, and Nick, I know I'm kind of dominating the show right now, but no, carry I just, just want to get, I just want to get into stuff here and I just want to keep, I, amongst other things, you know, uh, Travers, I, I, it just used to be Travers. It used to be such a great town, you know, back when the right people ran it and it's gone off the rails and, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put us back on the rails. Uh, that's my slogan. Put us back on the rails. And, uh, obviously, uh, I will do everything I can in my power as sheriff to cut your taxes, to prevent anyone from any sort of abortion. Uh, I am considering a no condoms policy. So, uh, And honestly, if you guys need me to, I will outlaw masturbation. Um, it doesn't matter. I believe in a right in the right to life. I believe that is a crucial right. And I'm running on it for sheriff. That's one of the key tenants I'm running on for sheriff. Uh, you know, I also, uh, I believe in a non-traditional work day. Uh, you know, a lot of people think we're getting work to the bone. I don't think we're getting worked hard enough. I'd like to go to 50 hours, uh, 10 hour days. And uh, I really want to get this town turned around and put this investigation to end and, you know, all sorts of other things that are floating out in the ether. So what was your question, Jake? Patriots minus three at Foxborough against the Jets. What are you doing? Foxborough, you say? Well, given the announcement. I'm going Patriots because I need those Patriots to come out to the polls on November 28th for the special election to vote for me as new sheriff. If Sheriff John Jenkins doesn't appear before then, and it not, and these are not my words. These are other people's words. It appears that he won't. There are a lot of people. I'm not saying it. There are a lot of people saying it. They think he's a goner. Okay, that's what they're saying. They say this guy, this guy is Swiss cheese. This guy, what they're saying, I've heard so many people say it to me. I've heard so many people as I walk down the street and people are like, run for sheriff, Cy, the town needs you. And then I say to him, I say, well, what if Sheriff John Jenkins comes back? And they go, that piece of shit, he's, he's toast. And I go, well, I don't know about all that. He might come back in time, but just in case I will run. So uh, just like I need all the Patriots to run to the polls to vote for me. And therefore, Patriots, uh, I believe we'll win this, this one, just like the Patriots will win the election. Patriots have won 13 straight games. I'm rolling with the, against the Jets. I'm rolling with the Patriots, minus three. Perry, let's keep it with New York teams for a minute. Uh, going off of what Cy just had to say, the New York Football Giants are a three-point favorite at home against the Detroit Lions. Total coming in at 45 and a half. New York is seven and two against the spread this year. And I feel like this is another spot where you're going to sound the trap alarms and I'm going to jump right into the trap. It's a trap. I'm, I'm hammering the Giants as a three-point favorite against the Detroit Lions. The Lions on the road this year haven't impressed me. I know what happened last week. I'm aware the, the the Giants are a better football team than the Chicago Bears are. Pear, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I think the Giants are are the right side here, and I'd also like to 
just address that I'm glad to see that Sai used his week off to get a haircut so that he doesn't look quite like a someone who got kicked out of him. You don't have to be negative about it. No one's Oslo being negative here. No one's being or... partisan. This is just friends <laughs> hanging out on a show. I got I got headshots done for the election <laughs> campaign. Yeah, I did get those done. And I, you know, so I had to, you know, I had to clean up a little bit. People like a clean looking man. <laughs> a lot of people say I'm attractive. A lot of people. A lot of people are saying I'm attractive. There's so many people are saying I'm attractive. They say, is that the most attractive man in our town? And uh and they say, Yeah, I've heard so many people. I've heard so many people. So many people have said to me, so many people have said to me, Thank goodness you didn't burn that beautiful skin in that tragic fire that in no way, shape, or form was intentional. That's what so many people have said to me they've said it over and over and over again oh you're yeah and so a lot of people think i'm good looking so thank you pair yeah you're welcome uh and <laughs> I, I also like the under in this giants game uh to get us back on track uh <laughs> do not do not trust jared goff on the road do not look into last week's result against a god-awful bears defense uh the giants defense is much better you've got uh weather factors to consider uh in new york this time of year so jared goff has not performed well on the road one 10 and one straight up in his past 12 road games after last week finally getting a win i, I think the giants are are easy maybe a little too easy but the under is is my favorite play on this one where's yeah. d train <laughs> you know you said last time that i was on here that he just needed a week off and i was worried that maybe you canceled him off the show because he doesn't fit your brand of you know intellectual nonsense uh but where is he this is two times in a row i've been on here and d train hasn't been here where's my boy his 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 quote to us was the people of new jersey need me right now that's that's as far as we went with getting an explanation from where he is. Now I hear that the people need me as well. So maybe I don't know. Maybe he's got a higher call in here. So many people have said they need me. So I <laughs> I totally understand what you're saying there. I just need to make sure that he's allowed to speak his mind on this program, because I think sometimes when you get too many lefties in a room, they really <laughs> like to suppress people with what they believe to be their brains when in actuality it's their egos. And so I, uh, I really hope that you guys are treating him well. You guys can cut all this later, but I mean, he's just, <laughs> it's hard to be a conservative in today's society. And so uh, and I, I got to tell you, and uh, Pumpy, don't put this on the air either, but these fucking, <laughs> these fucking election rigging motherfuckers, you know, the only way that this wasn't a red wave, the only way that the streets weren't blood red in terms of a victory is if people are cheating. You trying to tell me that the state of Arizona Republican stronghold voted for that gremlin over Carrie Lake. Are you kidding me? She's hot and her last name means water. What are we talking about here, guys? You don't think there's some fucking skullduggery here? How many people did they haul across the border to vote in that one? How many, how many people that have how, how many fake people voted in that one pair? Well, again, Pumpy, I'll let you back in here, but I, you know, I, I, I gotta get this off my fucking chest. What do you have to say for yourself, Pear? This is off the record, off the show, nobody's listening. What do you have to say? It's so clear that you and your friends cheated. 
It's so clear. It's, I mean, it's so clear that, you know, you should go to the I like to win the elections mur, mur. that's what you're supposed to believe America you're supposed to believe a bunch of people who answered a pointed question put it back on the show Pumpy leave all this in let America know who they are on Twitter they're oh I'm an intellect and then you ask them one straight up question well today is a day get the fuck out of here what's the next game next? Now, Cy you, you confuse me fucking game <laughs> You confused me last time we talked about the Washington commies because I thought you would be a, a Dan Snyder freedom guy. You made it clear to me that you don't stand with Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder now selling the team doesn't seem to affect anything. Heineke's led this team to a, a great couple of games. They're only a three-point favorite against one of the worst teams in football, the Houston Texans right now. I'm rolling with the, the, the Washington commies in this game. Tell me why I'm wrong. Ron Rivera has these boys rolling. Riverboat Ron rolling down the river. Uh, yeah, you guys need more sound effects on this show. You know, anytime Pear says something like something like that. Yeah, so I don't know. I I wouldn't fuck with Washington. I don't, I just, uh, you know, all, all beginning of the season long, Ethan and I were on the Texans being a smart team to be on, uh, just because they were getting such huge spreads. But what, what part of you, I originally thought the way the Vikings beat them, it was an under impressive win. It wasn't that impressive. And then I watched, you know, I was on them plus 11. That was a nonsense spread, uh, on Monday night, uh, but to have them go out and win, I think it helps out that Vikings victory as a Vikings fan, but I think it also uh, shows you that this team is more for real than we thought they were. And so I, I don't know, unless they're going to put in Carson Wentz, which you never fucking know. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to tell you, we did learn Carson Wentz is terrible. He's, he's that, that much worse than Heineke. That's the reason that this Washington team has gotten so much better in the last few weeks. Heineke yeah, I mean, is officially starting. Yeah, and Taylor Heineke's just a good, you know, there's a couple good American quarterbacks in this league. You got Derek Carr, <laughs> Taylor Heineke, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, Taylor Heineke. You got some guys, uh, you got some guys um, who really get it. And so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere near the Texans on this one. I'm, I'm running with the Washington Commanders. I get what you do there with your little fucking cute commies comment but you know. <laughs> is there anything else we need to know about this game because much like Cy just said the last two games I'm hammering the NFC East favorite at a three-point favorite it's just too small against a team like the Houston Texans especially the way they've been playing as of late yeah I mean we've seen that the uh the NFC East is obviously head and shoulders guys I hate to break league. back in here uh I have an I have to make an announcement um according to Twitter and the uh, the Wardell family, or excuse me, not family, uh, the Wardell Sheriff's Department, uh, the body of John Jenkins uh, <laughs> was reportedly found two hours ago <laughs> in Henson's Lake, um, and they are calling it a homicide. Um, and uh, that's where we're at. So. <laughs> Thank you for the update, Cy. So, uh, looks like the election is on.
I think the uh, I think the <laughs> NFC East, like I was saying, is definitely head and shoulders above. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing the more. The, the tweets are coming in like crazy. <laughs> Somebody stapled a sign to his chest that said "coward." <laughs> I mean, that is. I can't say I agree with that. I mean, I agree with the sentiment. I agree with this. I mean, this, this whole thing is horrible. This whole thing is, regardless of how people have treated me, this whole thing is horrible. I've said it. Everyone's heard me say it's horrible. Uh, I was in the South on vacation. The people of Austin saw me there, went to Joe Rogan's comedy club, uh, saw Kill Tony. Kill Tony is a great show. Watch that. I did the full Rogan experience, you know, went down, sat in my car while they recorded an episode. Matt Walsh was on. He was really, really good. If uh, nobody has seen his film, What is a Woman? It's insightful. It's deep. I know it's taboo, but it is. Uh, I make some points. So uh, anyway, sorry, Nick. I know you've got a, a show to do here. Sorry, I called you by the wrong name. That's my bad. Sorry, Jake. I know you got a show to do here. Uh, but uh, as the news comes in, it's hard to not share it with everybody, uh, especially when I'm on the show with you guys, which shows I had nothing to do. I think uh, one thing to be to pay attention to with this commander's line is that they've had a 14 point swing in their valuation from Monday to this week. So going from 11-point dogs to now three-point favorites is a big valuation change. And it's against a Texans team that hung with the Eagles just two weeks ago. So something's a little fishy on that from a pure numbers and line perspective. But Heineke's been just too good as the quarterback of Washington. 8-2-1 ATS in the past 11 starts for them. So it, it's scary, but... The commanders have to be the right side in this one. The Texans are also on pace to give up, I think, 3,000 rushing yards or something this year. And they very clearly, the commanders, in order to beat the Eagles, were getting the ball to Brian Robinson Jr. a ton. I think he had 26 carries, uh, decently effective for how good the Eagles' defense is, should be able to control the ball and get at least that three-point victory. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the Southeast, we got the, the Saints down in New Orleans hosting the rams or whatever the fuck is going on with that team right now my god uh los angeles coming in two six and one ats on the season no cooper cup obviously new orleans just as ugly uh, but the question here is who's going to play quarterback for the saints are we going to get more andy dalton are we going to get Jameis winston i think Jameis winston plays in this game Although if it were me, I would put Taysom Hill at quarterback and just run that scheme. So we have in this game, a total of 39. I'm looking at the under in this one. I don't know how you bet over with either of these teams, Ethan. I mean, can you take an over in this no, game? No, no chance. Yeah. I mean, and the saints are not good anymore. The at home, the Superdome is not the home field advantage that it used to be something about, uh, about uh, Drew Brees retiring and Sean Payton leaving has to have something to do with that. An interesting stat here for you guys, Sean McVay, the week after a divisional game, he's 20, 12 and three ATS. Something about uh, coming off of a divisional game gets them uh, playing pretty well. Four points is a lot for the saints. So and I might uh, look at a teaser in this one of the Rams. I might look at the under, maybe tease the under. Tease the under is great. Don't forget the whole 
this entire Rams offense is Cooper Cup. And what could they possibly look like without him, regardless of who's at quarterback this week? Yeah, their entire offense Abysmal. is, is uh, fuck it, Cooper's down there somewhere. So that's not going to be an option anymore. This could be a really ugly game. Yeah, and that leaves the final game of the week as the Falcons being a three-point favorite at home against the Bears. I'm all over the Bears here. I'm hammering the Bears. Why wouldn't I pair? I, I know the Falcons still have a chance to win their shithouse division, worst division in football. Um, they're not going to because Tom Brady is going to, for the league's sake, uh, go on to win that division. But the Bears had the ball rolling. Their offense still has the ball rolling. I, I heard you say it earlier, so I, I, I listen when you speak. The Bears defense might be that fucking bad right now. But is it that bad to the point that you can't take them as a three-point dog? against an Atlanta Falcons team that has not played well as of late, against an Atlanta Falcons team that surprised everyone the first half of the year and has been one of the worst teams in the league since then, when you have Justin Fields playing the way that he's been playing. I mean, of all the games this week, and I think there's six of them that are lined at a field goal or less, this is the one where I'm like, yeah, this is going to land on three. So I I look at this and I think, yeah, somebody's going to kick a field goal right at the end or it's going to go to overtime because neither team can pull away from the other and you're going to have an exactly three point margin uh, to finish this one up. You've got two of the worst defenses, 29th and 30th ranked defenses in DVOA. I think you're going to see a lot of points in this game, despite the fact that both teams like to keep it on the ground. You're going to see a lot of explosive runs, which are just as good as explosive passes. They move the ball just as well. So Justin Fields and this bears offense has been, absolutely on fire they cannot be stopped scoring 30 points every single week i think the over is the best play in this game i'm also going to tease the bears on a seven point tease up to 10 points catch all those key numbers on the way up in a game that like i said is probably going to come down to whoever's got the ball last ethan i I don't know if you agree with that well it's a to me this is a pick them and so i'm just going to take the team that's getting a full three points they're both of them the Falcons offense is far more limited in that they just, if their run scheme isn't working they're they don't have a chance at scoring points, especially not down in the red zone. So for me, you're getting the more explosive versatile offense with three points. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I mean, here's the problem with this. The bears are so bad as an underdog, literally the least profitable team to the money line as an underdog the last two seasons at four and 17 straight up. So when they're supposed to lose, they lose. But that doesn't mean they're going to lose by margin. So that's why I like the tease. Yep. And I just think bear stats just kind of throw them out the window. This is a three-week-old team. Since they decided to do design runs for Justin Fields, and that became a focus uh, the last four weeks, they are, to me, a whole new team. And so I don't even care about uh, how they've performed the last year and a half in those yeah. situations but i mean losing it losing with jared goff on the road is inexcusable that's just inexcusable the bears well, do have a kick the bears do have a quarterback it, it appears for the first time in a long time so catching three points i'm gonna follow the sweep like i said i'm taking the bears here side do i dare ask for your top plays of the weekend and then ethan will get yours we'll get tiny Paris picks of the weekend we'll get out of here Sai, you are muted yeah, well, I was trying to be respectful, uh, Jake. <laughs> uh, a lot of my phone's blown up since the discovery of uh, Sheriff Jenkins, who I've always said is a good man's body. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, I think it's a tragedy for our town and I think a leader needs to, you know, take his place and we'll see who that leader is again. Uh, but I, you know, I think I got, I think a lot of people got the wrong idea when I announced the news that had previously been announced on Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I think the police, uh, they're not ruling out foul play, but I don't think that that definitely means foul play as I've looked more into it. Uh, someone with an actual understanding of things and an education. Uh, I, my guess is this was an accident. Uh, everybody knows, everybody knows Sheriff Jenkins loved to drink. So I would guess the most likely scenario here is uh, had a bunch of drinks with some friends. They played a prank on him, wrote coward on his chest. Uh, he wandered off into the night, stumbled into the lake. And unfortunately, you know, the rest is is history and so uh, again i just want everybody to head over to my website uh vote for me for sheriff uh register to vote excuse me you want to donate that would be good uh and uh i think you know take your winnings take your winnings from this weekend from all the great picks that jake and uh paris and sean and pumpy give you and take those and really run with them and th again thank you guys so much for being on this show for letting for being on the show of course you're on the show for letting me be on this show you know it's so wonderful to have a platform where i can just speak the truth and uh, be myself you know and uh, I really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Um, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. So. Yeah, I stopped it. Yeah, no, we can go out to dinner. Fucking celebration dinner is right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Sorry, sorry we, can, uh, we can still hear you once again. Yeah, that, the Jake guy was being a cock. He tried to, he always does the thing where he, when he brings me on, he tries to, you know, do the whole politics bullshit. Like he's going to goad me in, you know, but that's like a fucking mouse fighting a lion. If you know what I'm saying. Can you, uh, can you cut his mic? I bet it's, I bet it's teeny. Yeah. I bet it's teeny. Not the really picks, sure what to do here. The picks might be giant, but the, but that's it. Yeah, no, he's a cock. Yeah, so, okay. I'm going to, let me grab some stuff off my computer here. Are you driving? You're driving. I'm buying. Everybody's celebrating. Let's get some expensive stuff. And, uh, yeah, I think, honest, and honestly, I think I stay on. I was going to bail on this show because that fucking Paris guy, I want to shoot him in the face. But uh, you should see, it's, he's so fucking smug. Never has, <laughs> never has anyone more perfectly personified, like uppity white liberal than this guy. I mean, a guy who's never lifted a finger. I wouldn't be surprised if his family made their money off government contracts. I think I, I think I've said that before. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He he's, he looks like wealthy railroad people. Um, yeah, but so, yeah, absolutely um yeah so i'll yeah I'll, sh I'll shut the i'll shut everything down and then i'll <laughs> you guys yeah yeah i know hilarious okay. <laughs> ethan what are your top picks of the weekend 
Well, unfortunately, I like all of the short three-point spreads. So <laughs> that's a recipe for success. Put four of those into a parlay, and you can't lose. So we're going to take the commanders getting the three points. And, you know, if you don't want as big a payout, feel free to buy your half a point either way on these lines. But they're obviously expensive half points. I do like the commanders against the Texans who are getting respect for no reason. The Bears hanging that three getting getting i guess hanging is the wrong term we don't need to talk about that the giants getting three (laughs) at home against whoever the hell they're playing the lions trash and then the patriots i do think that much like the game against the jets on the road where they're able to win by five with a ridiculous you know cover from zach wilson at the end of the game uh, should have been a 12 point game Uh, they're winning easily Perry, do you want to give us Pep's public picks? Yeah, let's get into Pumpy here. Uh, so don't uh, don't sleep on Pumpy either. Last two weeks, he's 3-2-1 and one ATS and two straight uh, teaser wins. So I'll give you his teaser. He likes the Vikings getting 7.5 and, and the Chargers getting 12.5 on a six-point tease. He's also on the Bengals laying 4.5. I don't know if I agree with that, but uh, he's also on the Jets going against Daddy Ethan there. Uh, taking the plus oh, three, gosh. I'm gonna, all of that candy. I'm maxing the Pats. <laughs> and he's also on the commies, laying three in Houston. And Paris, it's uh, the most important time of the show, the time everyone's been waiting for. It is Tiny Paris top picks of the week. Hey, guys, Paris. guys, I had to run back in. I was getting, <laughs> I was looking at Instagram and I was getting ready. A buddy of mine and I were going to go out for a low key dinner. I haven't seen him in a while, just a normal steak dinner. And, uh, I, uh, I saw something on Instagram that I forgot to comment on. Um, you know, Candace Cameron came out, uh, who obviously played, uh, DJ Tanner on, uh, full house, Kirk Cameron's younger sister came out and made some comments about traditional marriage and uh a lot of people have taken aim at her over those comments and i just think where are we at that we can't have a discussion anymore guys you know we're so uh you know a pair i think obviously you and i really respect one another i've always said you have this uh warm glowing look to you it's such a calm like an every man's look um, and uh appreciate that just a presence that c- couldn't annoy a soul um and so a fly even uh you know and a fly's soul and so um uh i just don't know where we went so wrong in this country where you know maybe you don't agree with candace cameron but you know do we have to take her outside and tie her up and burn her at the stake is that where we're at and i'm not here to answer that question but i'll tell you there will be no witch burnings when i'm sheriff i'll tell you that much uh those days are over but i you know i just i felt remiss to not mention that because i'm i'm not just a sports guy i'm a culture guy and i'm a people guy and i just hate the divisiveness that's happening and i want to bring us together and this election is about all of us coming together this is our election Okay. Everybody says it's my election. It's I'm running for sheriff. He's running for sheriff. Which sheriff should I vote for? This is our sheriff's election. And if you take anything away from tonight's episode of uh, Big Jake's uh, Messy Takes, uh, it's that it, it, this is about all of us. So it's nice to see you, brother. Keep on keeping on pair. Jake, you know, I respect you. Shanzi, have a good one, Pumpy. You, my boy, get D, get D fire back.
<laughs> D fire will be back next week. I assure you pair tiny Paris top picks of the week. What do you got? Well, I got six games on Sunday that I'm releasing absolutely free. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these six games. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I believe, I believe. In honor of uh, Cy being back, I do have the traditional six pack, uh, but four of them are from college. So let's go with uh, Florida State minus 24. Ohio State, Maryland, over 63. UT San Antonio Rice, first half, over 30 and a half. And then Western Kentucky, Auburn, over 52. Going to the NFL, I like that, over 50. And the Bears-Falcons, I think we get a barn burner there. And the Lions-Giants, under 45 and a half. Daniel Jones home games, 18 and 6 to the under. And I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to roll with you on that under there uh, as one of them. That's going to be my number six. My top five is going to be the Giants minus three. Uh, like I said, I just love the Giants this week. I'm going to take the commies minus three on the road against a Houston Texans team I have no respect for. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears plus three against the Atlanta Falcons, like I said, Pear. Uh, you also mentioned this game probably lands on a field goal. Well, hell, I'll take my chances with that because I think the Bears win this game outright, but I'm still taking the three points. I'm taking the Cowboys minus one at Minnesota. I know I'm crazy, but every time you think the Cowboys are going to lose, they come out and win, and this is another one of those times. So I'm rolling with the Cowboys, and I'm taking the Patriots minus three. I just think Bill Belichick gets it done against a Jets team that I don't have a ton of confidence in, especially after what we saw a few weeks ago. Even though the Jets are they're not a, a dead team, but Patriots minus three at home, got to roll with it, especially with Bill Belichick. Pair, anything you want to add uh, on our way out of yeah. here? Where can we find yeah, you? I, I do want to add that you have to go home next week and uh, explain to your family why you're going against the only Lebanese coach in the NFL. And my dad talks about it every week with me. Uh, the reason is simple. Bill Belichick, two words for you, buddy. Uh, Pair, where can we find you? Uh, I'm setting up a Mastodon account. I'm out of this. Twitter's <laughs> done. Find me on Mastodon. Ethan, where can we find you? Also on Mastodon. <laughs> I just I hate everything on this show. I'm sure if I had Dylan, he would say the same thing and he wouldn't be kidding. You can find me on Twitter at the real tiny Nick. You can find me on zone coverage at Tiny Nick's Gambling Picks. You can find us on Instagram at Tiny Nick's Giant Picks as well. And Cy, I'm gonna let you sign us off here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United <laughs> States of America. One justice for which it stands. No, wait. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, for which it stands. One justice under the. I, I can't remember it, guys. So, Pap, just cut after whatever he said. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>